Good afternoon, and welcome to Women and Manufacturing. I'm Lydia Deliello, the CEO and founder of Capital Pricing Consultants, and I'm your host today. Today, I have the honor of interviewing Laura Deliello, who is a retired innkeeper. And ladies, today we're going to have an opportunity to talk about bed and breakfast and why it's a great idea for women travelers to look at those. Um, and also those of you that are astute and catching on to the same last name, Laura is my sister-in-law, and I had the opportunity to stay at her B&B many times, and it was absolutely lovely. So Laura, welcome to the program. Thank you, Lydia. So Laura, you have a very, very unique background. You were in engineering. You're an engineer by education, and then you moved into the world of bed and breakfast. Tell, tell the viewers a little bit about that. Sure. So I went to college to be an electrical engineer, and I started my early career in the automotive industry. Um, so 25 years or so, believe it or not, we were, uh, my husband and I met at work, and we were both electrical engineers. We worked in the automotive industry doing a lot of travel. So I have a lot of experience being a woman in manufacturing and doing a lot of travel. Then after some overseas assignments in Italy and in Japan, we, like a lot of people, became a little bit disillusioned with corporate America. It was at a time of a lot of upheaval in the corporate world. And we wanted to do something together. So we ended up uh, deciding to buy an inn, which you know, it's a little bit um, Bob Newhart, a little bit of uh, <laughs> everybody's favorite joke, but we did it. And we bought uh, an 18 room inn in Eastern Pennsylvania and we ran it for 16 years. So it was full-time work for both of us. Um, very interesting work and very fulfilling. We just have recently sold it about a year ago and now we're in our third phase, uh, third career as mostly retired, uh, but also doing some independent consulting um, inspecting of bed and breakfasts around the country. So really interesting kind of progression of things. And so as a, a woman who traveled for business, what are some of the things that you think are, are valuable for women who would be staying at a bed and breakfast? So one of the main things about staying at an inn or a bed and breakfast is that you're much more engaged with ownership or management. When you stay at a hotel, you might find a great front desk employee who knows everything and gets to know you and takes fabulous care of you. But often you, that's not what you find. You get the new person or somebody who doesn't know the area or you know what have you. But in an in situation, it's quite often the owner or at the very least an innkeeper who's a full-time management who cares very deeply about who's in their building, mm -hmm. that you have a fabulous experience. They're there to help you in whatever way they can. So it's really a lot about personal experience in terms of building a relationship with an innkeeper to say, hey, you know, these are the needs that I have, or do, can you give me a good restaurant to go to? Because you know the community. Right. So it's easy to say, you know, what are the top 10 restaurants in this area? But it's a different thing to have a conversation and say, you know, I'm a woman, I'm dining alone tonight. Where do you suggest? 
And the an innkeeper can say, oh, this place is fantastic, that you can sit at the bar, ask for so-and-so, you know, all of those kinds of things that really make a difference. Also, inns often have, you know, a small parking lot, off-street parking, well-lit, instead of, you know, a when you're at a large hotel and it's an 800 space parking facility, you never know where you're gonna be or how far you're gonna to have to walk. And um, a breakfast is obviously a big part of it. There's usually a delicious breakfast and afternoon snacks. And again, most often an innkeeper who's really willing to work with you, if you have an early meeting, they'll pack you a breakfast. Or if you have dietary restrictions, they're all about helping you figure out what you need. And I think that, that those kinds of, of, I'll say extras, are so important when we're traveling, especially now, because schedules, nothing is, is guaranteed. Travel pre-COVID was already, you never quite knew, but travel post-COVID is almost a guarantee of it's not going to go the way you plan it. So what can right. we do to make it easier on ourselves and more comfortable and knowing that you're guaranteed to have a safe parking place that's well lit, that's not in Timbuktu and you're walking in at 930 at night because your flight was supposed to land at 630, but oh well, it got in at 830 and right. by the time you get there and knowing that someone when you check in would actually care if you were starving and well, the restaurants are closed, but wait a minute, I've got some pound cake for you from, you know, the afternoon tea and, and, and here's a cup of tea, something um, to make it so much more comfortable for us. Right. So I think those are, those are really important points. And I think often that women will, will shy away thinking that the price point could be too much. And I think you made a great point about um, addressing rack rates. Right. So if you see, if you know that there's an inn in the area you're traveling to, reach out to them. Very often uh, they are dying to do some corporate business, but no one has reached out to them. Sometimes large corporations especially have kind of rigid travel uh, departments that mm. you know, want to work with just a couple of the brand names. But independent properties need our support, especially nowadays. Like everyone is always talking about, you know, eat local and uh, support local. You can support local by staying at an inn as well. And if an inn is in an area that relies on business travel, they're going to be willing to work with you on, uh, you know, what your needs are and have some kind of a competitive rate. So, so it comes down to, to knowing what your needs are and then asking, basically approaching the inn and saying, hey, you know, I'm going to be in town for the next five months off and on approximately this many nights. What right. do you have available for me? Right. Now, I think, I think that's really important. And especially, you know, as we go into the holiday season, so often um, we, we naturally just default because we're, we're scrambling to get things set up and we forget to check um, non non corporate kinds of lodging, and I know right. Select Registry is, which I learned from you, is is a organization that that has a set of standards for inns. Can yes. you speak to that a little bit? Sure. A lot of times people are afraid to choose an inn or a bed and breakfast because they have heard stories or they stayed at a place that wasn't nice, and 
honestly, there are so many ways nowadays to make sure you're avoiding that. Select Register you mentioned is a national organization. So every inn that is part of that organization is independently inspected. So they go through a very rigorous inspection process to make sure that they're meeting all of the needs that the traveling public has. And a lot of the things that they check for speak directly to business travel too. So you can rest assured that there's gonna be high speed internet and uh, you know a parking, a dedicated parking off street and all those kinds of things. But, and also there are other ways for you to check if you don't find one through select registry. AAA still does inspections. And if an inn is showing that they're four diamond AAA, you can rest assured that they, they're gonna have everything you need. Also, um, in the this day and age, reviews are so huge that it's okay. very difficult for an inn to be in business that isn't, uh, you know, up to snuff, shall we say. You can always see what people are saying about them, especially on Google. Well, and I think what a lot of people might not know is that the select registry properties have much higher standards than a standard corporate hotel. So the sheets, the linens are much nicer and the towels are much nicer. And it, so just the whole experience is much more pleasant. And personally, I found that, that traveling, it was nice to know that somebody paid attention to when I was coming and going, so to speak. So they were looking for me. And if I was coming in late, they would always set something aside or make a point to say, hey, you know, are you going to come back in late tonight? So that they just kind of, quote, I'll say kept an eye on me, but in a, a very positive way. And right. that was very reassuring. So uh, ladies, it's, it's something to definitely check into. Now, Laura, when we were talking earlier, you said something about, you know, make every trip count because so often the, the language that we speak in when we have to travel for business is I got to go or I have to go to because we want to just check that box and be done with it. What can you share with us along those lines? <laughs> well, a couple of things. First of all, don't get stuck in the rut of staying at a place to earn points. Uh, you know, I understand it's important to your saving up points so you can take that family vacation. But at the same time, you might inadvertently be making your trip now not the trip it could be. So when you stay at an inn or a bed and breakfast, look for the things that they have that you don't have at home that you can take advantage of while you're there. It's very hard today. We have so many demands on our time, people with children and elderly parents and spouses and everybody need, need, need. And we talk a lot about self-care, but it's impossible to find the time for it. But when you're away on a business trip, you might have a couple of windows of opportunity where no one else is demanding your time. So maybe the inn offers in-room massage. And now that massage you've been wanting to get for months but could never find time for, you could slide it in. Or maybe they've got an adorable little shopping area downtown that you could hit and pick up some gifts while you're gone. Every town has some little redeeming thing, great restaurants, interesting museums, uh, some nature thing that you wouldn't see anywhere else. And when you stay at a big hotel, you're not necessarily clued into all those things, but an, you know, an innkeeper's 
livelihood is about their neighborhood and understanding their town and wanting to share it with you. And that's such a key differentiator because as we started the conversation, anytime you're dealing with a corporate entity, if we're lucky enough and you score the right person at the front desk who's a local and who's engaged and who wants to help you, you might get a great recommendation. Right. In my experience, generally, that's not what happens. 80% of the time it does not. And you're, you're given a little list of, well, these are the attractions. Okay, that's nice. That doesn't help me understand um, right. what's really available. Do all that research yourself, which you don't have time for. Just ask, you know, what are, I'm here. I want to make the most of my time. What's the one thing I should go see? Or, you know, even just being out of your element where, you know, at home, the vacuum cleaner is calling you. When you're at an end, you know, let the, the front porch call you and do your email there. It, it can make such a world of difference that you come home less stressed instead of more stressed. Well, and it's a great point, Laura, because I think we, we all are so geared to get this done, get the next thing done, that we don't ever just check out and say, wait a minute, this could be a totally different experience. Right. But we have, have to actively choose to do that and then take advantage of what's there. And give ourselves permission to do it. <laughs> That's a huge one. So ladies, you know, we're coming into the holiday season here. So, so let's all make a point. We need to give ourselves permission to take the time and take advantage of all of the wonderful things that are available when we're traveling to places that we quote, have to go to for a business trip. It doesn't mean we have to not have any fun or any downtime. So this is a great way to really give yourself that opportunity and not, as Laura said, have to do the research. That's what the innkeeper's there for. We ought to be using that resource. Now, Laura, you also had an unusual situation in that you chose to work with your husband in this venture. So talk a little bit about that. You know, we all talk about work-life balance. And to me, it, owning an inn looks like there's no, no balance whatsoever. And then when you add in that you're working with your spouse, that had to be quite challenging. It is challenging, but I also think it can be the most rewarding thing you could possibly do. But you have to go in with your eyes wide open. Not every couple is, uh, you know, set up <laughs> to work together. And knowing whether you are or not is really the key. But it is still always about balance and boundaries. The most important thing when you're working with your spouse is that your roles are clearly defined and that you don't try to do each other's roles and that you respect each other's roles. And it's also even more important that you have outside interests. Uh, you know, a lot of times uh, people who work apart are wanting to spend all of their leisure time together, obviously. But when you're together all the time, you have to consciously look for leisure activities that are apart. In the case of in-owning, it kind of works out good because if you you can't both always be there at the same time or you'll burn sure. out. So one person, you know, is there on Monday and Tuesday while the other person can go do yoga or take a bike ride or whatever, and and you you kind of spell each other. But it is so important to really think about it and understand it before you take a leap to do that kind of thing together because it can end a relationship too. And I, I think that, that that advice applies 
not just for owning an inn, but really for any business endeavor where you're going in with a partner and making yeah. sure that you understand from the beginning the definition of those roles. I do this, the other person does that. Here's right. how we how we balance out the time that's going to be invested. Um, and because just like in, in any work situation, there's always challenges and then it's gotta be all hands on deck. And so how, how you manage those things in those times. So I think right. that's important. And that's probably the biggest blessing of working with your spouse. When things get bad, when all hands on deck, you absolutely know that you can count on each other. And, you know, that's not always the case in business, uh, but trusting each other and knowing that that person is there for you is huge. Well, Laura, thank you so very much for being my guest today on Women in Manufacturing. And ladies, please, I think the takeaways are, let's investigate some of the select registry uh, bed and breakfasts available to us, get to know our innkeepers, find those preferential rates and, and um, be able to really have a much better experience and enjoy the travel instead of just needing to check it off the list and say, okay, well, that, that's done, now what? Um, as always, folks, please remember that you have many, many choices here uh, from Jacket Media Company, including the manufacturing podcasts that include Manufacturing Talk Radio, of course, our WAM podcast, Hazard Girls, which highlights women in manufacturing jobs that are unusual roles for women in industry, and then Manufacturing Matters with Cliff Walden. Until next time, I wish you a very happy holiday season and look forward to speaking with you all in the new year and sharing new ideas. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.